screenplay idea. And I'm going to give this one away for free because, I mean, hey, this is so good that somebody's got to make it. So here's my screenplay idea, guys. Uh, in this technological world where it's so easy to, you know, basically cease communications with people when, you know, you don't want to talk to them anymore, even though you do want to talk to them, but then you don't want to talk to them and then, you know, all that bullshit. Uh, in this world, what if there was a podcast that people could go on and talk about the people that have blocked them out of their lives and it became like the biggest podcast in the world where people who like knew like they're you know either like people that they divorced or their significant others would go onto this podcast and like say how they you know really feel or apologize and you know like kind of have that catharsis and then the person listens to it over the podcast and like that's sort of the the romance of the the film I don't know. Uh, it's take take that stem and turn that into a movie. I think I think Jennifer Gardner would do a really good job on that one, like a podcast for confessions or the Confessions podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, that one's free. Uh, go ahead, Weinstein's make that one. Um, I mean, it's not them anymore, but it is them in a lot of ways. So today, welcome, of course, to a double episode of the End with Adam. I gave you guys a very, very short episode yesterday, um, and I thought that episode did so well in terms of numbers and feedback that I got uh, from people all over the place, uh, people who I hadn't talked to in a long time, um, who were like, wow, that was a very uh, personal podcast, and I felt like a lot of those things had happened to me, and there was a sort of universalism that I was feeling when I was done with that episode and I wanted to kind of follow up right on the heels of that because honestly you got to strike the iron while it's hot god isn't that the corniest fucking thing in the world to say but anyways the point of this episode is to kind of continue in that vein of like the universalism of interactions with people and how sometimes um, we can make things more complicated than we need to and we can sometimes not all the time uh, misjudge our, our capacity for even being able to have people in our lives. And I'll explain all of that in this next hour. So um, I wanted to focus on just some of the feelings that I've had from a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I've spoken to who are at this point in their life where, you know, they either want to stay with the person that they're with, they're either with no one and have kind of gotten into this very like doomeristic kind of uh, uh, lens where they believe that everything's over and there's no point in getting married and having children and blah 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 and somehow getting married and having children has become like uh, in some spaces not all spaces but in some spaces it's become like this very like hush hush like very personal kind of like conversation you know where people almost don't want to talk about it or when they do they kind of have to um, mitigate it they have to bring the the energy level of that conversation down by downplaying the importance of uh, family life or having children at this stage or just by saying that it's impossible to have children or that it's uh, ecologically wrong you know there's so many different uh, responses you get uh, when you want to try to have a I guess the post 26 uh, path which is to have a family and have children there's so many different responses that range from in some circles again people encouraging you and then in a lot of other circles especially in cosmopolitan circles like this very weird kind of oh you're going that direction you don't want to just live in the city forever and 
you know, never had, <laughs> never have anyone to come home to or never really have any true connections? Don't you just want to be this v- vampire that lives in lower Manhattan and only cares about money? But anyways, I'm getting too specific. Uh, but uh, no, I think a lot of us right now are just suffering from that uh, anxiety of like, if I do want to be in a relationship with somebody, if I do want to share my life with them, how the fuck do I do it in such a turbulent fucking time? You know, what is it about um, our generation that we've made courtship so difficult and so um, dependent on so many other, so many uh, external factors rather than internal factors? And um, I, I've found that I've gotten lucky that I've met, you know, really great women in my life who have not really given me that hard of a time when it comes to uh, just trying to open myself up and connect with them, at least in the beginning or at certain stages of our relationship. Um, and I've also been lucky in the fact that almost every girl I've ever dated has been very open about, you know, where, what they want out of their future, aside from one girl who just didn't really know what she wanted, which is fine. Um, but uh, I'm just saying that to say that I haven't really had to deal with a lot of the anxieties that some of my friends and like couple friends have had to deal with where they just don't know really where to go next. Like they don't really want that traditional family anymore for whatever reason. But they don't want to just keep, you know, dating uh, because eventually that will just sort of fizzle out. Like things kind of have to escalate naturally, you know, with the two sexes. You kind of have to continue to solidify your commitment with each other as the years go on uh, because that's, you know, a part of what makes uh, unions that last a long time so strong. They're constantly reaffirmed. But anyways, um, just to give you a little pause there. Um I've, I've just been noticing that a lot of people feel lost at this time. And a lot of my single friends, too, you know, they, they're almost non-starters. They're like, shit, I mean, yeah, I could get into a relationship, but then what? I mean, no girl wants to get married. No girl wants to have children. So what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit there with her and stare at her all day? Uh, I think people have really misunderestimated the, um, the uh, entertainment value of... Ca- of uh, of um, imitating imitating pornographic sex um, that that's fun for about ten minutes and then uh, it gets very cliche and also like if you're a girl and you think you're blowing a guy's mind because like you're doing like a crazy acrobatic like porn sex trick just know that the last seventeen other girls also tried to do that so there's just no need you don't have to be like that uh, in fact most guys probably just want to you know have that normal kind of affection uh that they have seen their parents give each other to be honest like what uh we've modeled our uh our own ideas of what affection is is usually based off of our you know watching our parents and you know uh, the people that we look up to how they interact romantically and like i think for a lot of people that's really what they're seeking they're seeking that kind of partnership and stability they don't need you know the the freaky shit they don't need the fucking you know being open to everything and having you know 15 different kinds of relationships I think that is what adds to the confusion that is creating the anxiety that a lot of people are feeling. Um, And I know I wanted to speak on that as sort of a broader talk um, based on my very personal talk yesterday. So I don't know if this is um, something that I have 
too much authority to speak on further than this just because you know i haven't been in a relationship where i was about to get married to someone uh but i do know that for the people that i've met who have um they're they're definitely at least when i talk with the guys privately like they of course love their girlfriend and you know they uh, want to make the leap forward um but they they almost feel like they're like <laughs> like they're doing something unnatural like they're just like ah well we're too young though right you know like why are we getting married i'm like no get married you love this person right what else do we have but love honestly in, in this world and it's like it, it, there is your career you are not your career i'm going to quote tyler durden you are not your career you are not your car you are not your money you are not your house you are not anything else other than the people that are around you that create you. The, the people that are around you create you. My grandfather used to say something uh, that I think is very wise. He said, show me your friends and I'll show you. I'll show you yourself. Because the people that you surround yourself around with are the people that create you um, and create your personality. So um, I don't know exactly how I got there, but I do want to circle back into just the re reality of relationships and the fact that um, I think a lot of people who want want the 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 companionship that we all want because that's really what we're looking for, right? We don't necessarily have a a, a stipulation for what that companionship has to be. I think that's kind of the big thing, the big difference between our generation and others. Like other generations, they wanted companionship through marriage, whereas we are trying to experiment with like what did, like what are some other ways we can be companions with each other. And I think about that and I think about the mot motives behind that experimentation and all I want to know is does that make me happier? Like am I actually going to be happier living alternative lifestyles? than if I would just try not to, you know, be, leave it to Beaver, 1950s guy, but to just really take it like fucking nor like norm core, regular type of relationship. And if people are ready for that, and if people in our generation can stomach that and can lower their egos down to a point where it's like, yeah, I'm just living, you know, I'm just with my significant other and that's it. And I don't, you know, she like, I, I'm not looking to start having open relationships. You know, I'm not going on field, which, you know, only my real freaks know about field that at, um, you know, like all, all that stuff, I think after a while and i understand that there's this sort of sexual rebellion of like people who are married they want to spice up their marriage lives so that's a different thing i'm more talking about the people who feel like it has to be um an unorthodox relationship in order for it to be legitimate and i think that's the problem i think that's where we've kind of uh lost ourselves as a generation and i also want to just kind of speak about um real quick just the expectations I feel like in the beginning of relationships that I feel like a lot of people uh, can kind of fail at this part. And this is a very crucial part of a relationship, right? Where, you know, you're just getting to meet someone and you're kind of getting to lay out what their rules are for a relationship, what your rules are for a relationship. And a lot of times people can find themselves uh, trying to mirror what that other person is saying because they find them attractive and they don't want to upset them. So they're just like, oh, yeah, you like this. I like that. 
oh, you don't like this? I don't like that. And what you're doing is you're just sort of, you know, kind of making sure that you're covering all the bases so that that person still thinks that you're compatible to them. Um, I think you see this more than anything on a first date, right? Um, but how that translates a couple of months down the line when you guys are, you know, actually dating and you the girl starts to realize, yeah, that guy doesn't think about any of those things, doesn't care about any of that stuff, it can really create... Um, a distrust for men in general for for that girl that can then you know sort of ripple outwards into the into the regular dating ecosystem where now you know men have to constantly fight to um explain themselves that they're not those assholes that the girl met last time you know and it's just this endless slog this this trudge through the mud of having to um show to girls that uh, that I'm not here to hurt you. Like, I'm not here to be an asshole to you. And it's almost like, it doesn't matter how many times you say, you say that to her because especially if she's a pretty girl and, you know, she's been a sociable person, she's probably heard that a million quadrillion times and probably heard it better than you're saying it to her right now. And that lack of trust because of the real traumas that a lot of women have felt, I think is really tearing, tearing, tearing us apart. And I, uh, I want to find a way to be able to have conversations with with people. I mean, you can always, you know, uh, message me on this podcast and talk to me more if, you know, I'm getting this wrong. But I think just having some sort of conversation amongst each other, uh, whether it's with your spouse, if you listen to this podcast or whether it's with your friends or whatever, just about, you know, making sure that we're always that we're always trying to be honest about who we are and what we what we're about when we start a relationship and that the girls that we're trying to engage with that they understand that, that they themselves are not ignoring the flags that we're putting out there. Like, no, this is what I'm into, this is what I like. Like, we need to be checking each other and really be um, responsible, not responsible, but really be involved in making sure that we're uh, educating each other in the best way we possibly can uh, in this sort of, term, you know, tumultuous dating community. I think at the end of the day, people are going to make the mistakes that they're going to make, and there really isn't much that anybody including themselves, um, can do to stop that. But what we can do is learn from someone else's mistakes so that we can try our best to avoid them ourselves. And I know with my own relationships, I've seen, you know, my friends get cheated on. I've seen so many bad things happen to my friends with girls that I've always kind of kept a shell uh, up within me where I'm like, you know, I've seen my boys get fucked over. That shit ain't never happening to me, you know? So I'm already going into a relationship kind of reserving a version of myself from this girl because I'm afraid of getting hurt. And that's not fair to the girl. Not that you need to open up immediately, but to, to have something prerequisitely of a section of yourself, a, a level of intimacy that's prerequisitely locked, I think is very unfair to the girl. And, and women, I feel like can sense that they can sense they're not getting all the way through to you. And uh, I think that's very unfair. And I, I do have to apologize to some of the girls if they are listening to this and they ever felt distance from me and things like that. It's because I, I, I was a coward. I was someone that was genuinely 
afraid of being hurt and, and afraid of the horror stories I'd heard from my friends who had opened up and trusted girls. And I just couldn't see that happening for me. So at the end of the day, I really do want to try my hardest to um, make this podcast about finding ways to get us to all understand each other better. And like I said earlier, or in the last episode, my personal job in this podcast is to send messages to, to people that are positive so that they can then send those same messages to other people and so on and so forth so that we can actually get some good um, vibes, vibes going in the world. Um, that would be my ultimate goal for this podcast. Uh, it's beyond the monetary thing. I've got another job. I've got other sources of income. This isn't something I'm looking to bank off of. Uh, this is really a charity at this point, uh, the way that I look at it. And what I want to try to do is I want to try to find ways we can break out of these cycles of modernity that have put us into these sort of atomized positions where we can't trust each other, where we can't, uh, you know, really open up to one another and we don't know how and we're all just riddled with anxiety. These are the things that I want to smash because we are we are all so much stronger than that. We are all so much more beautiful of creatures than someone that has to sit at a desk and, and feel anxious about what their fucking stupid dumbass boss is going to say to them in 15 minutes. We are we all have so much more power than, uh, you know, the car lease that we have to pay every month. You know, it's just not what we as a generation need to tolerate anymore. So this podcast I'm trying to have uh, be a way to help us kind of empower ourselves. And one of the steps to empowering yourself is to find a good relationship, find a good woman, find a good man, stick with them, empower each other, build them up as they build you up. And um, that's that's really, you know, the 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 key to a strong society. I think um, sometimes with a lot of girls, I feel like I spend so much time having to build them up. I, I, I almost don't I, I almost don't feel it when they try to give me a compliment because it's like I know you're not really listening to like I know you don't really believe me when I tell you like I, you're so beautiful and I'm, you know, truly like in awe of your beauty like I don't say it like that but like I'm like kind of gushing like I know with with all of your insecurities you're not actually believing me so that when you tell me oh you're so handsome I'm like yeah okay sure but like this is a girl who's a knockout who like doesn't think that she is like how great could her radar be of how attractive I am you know what I mean it just it gets to a point where you you know everything starts to degrade when you can't sort of trust or communicate with that person correctly and um uh, the last thing i'll say is is this is a topic that's been bugging me for a really fucking long time um if you have a problem with somebody and they haven't been abusive to you in a real way and you you know are clearly working through things yourself and you've got stuff that you need to do i understand that but when you call them and they can't reach you and then you, you can't call them back because you blocked them, it's a really maddening thing and it's really cruel. Um, if you don't want to talk to somebody, don't call them. If you do want to talk to somebody, call them. Don't just block them afterwards. Have the conversation and then move on. 
the worst thing that could possibly happen is that you just hang up because of whatever reason. But I think at a certain point, people have to give each other just a little bit of mercy. Just at the end of the day, that's what we need to give each other is mercy. We need to be merciful to to each other and really, you know, understand that how would you feel if the person you've been trying to connect to for, you know, however long um, calls you in the middle of the night while you're dead asleep and then you see that the number went off and you missed that call and then you get a text message and they're like, oh, yeah, I blocked you again. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, but, you know, like we're bet- we're cooler now, but I just, you know, like I blocked you again. And it's just like I, I appreciate that, like you've decided that you're cool with me now. But like, I, I'd like to at least hear your voice and just say goodbye, you know, like, I don't understand why that's um, being dangled over me like a fucking, uh, <laughs> like, like a fucking um, carrot on a stick. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, when, when I say my goodbyes to people, I fucking mean it, you know, like when, when I say I'm done, I'm done. So when someone contacts me after the fact and opens it up, I, I want to investigate what made you open, what made you open it up. And it's like, now you're starting this thing up again, which could have just ended and we could have never have talked to each other again. And we could have moved on and you could have found somebody else. And that would have been it. And you would have forgotten about me. And I would have been exactly what, you know, a lot of girls have said, um, that, they have always feared that I would be to them, which was, oh, you're just a fly-by-night guy, you're just passing through, you don't really, you know, you're not really here to commit, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I mean, you made sure that, I mean, goddamn, there was no way in hell I could have actually have ever uh, lived up to not being that, uh, based off of just the way that you treated me throughout, you know, throughout our entire relationship, and and especially at the end point, um, so I think it uh, it comes down to a mutual respect, uh, bravery, bravery and courage. Um, and hold on. All right. Sorry, I'm back. UPS guy came. Um, last thing I want to close up with. Uh, there is this aspect to our generation of this sort of um, because it's so easy to, to get people out of our lives as a result of technology where you can just block them and cut them off. There is a, uh, it's a really uh, unnatural thing, uh, and it and it makes people feel, you know, really like garbage, like they can just be disposed. Um, and it's, uh, it's I, I'm sure for a lot of people, really, really rough when, you know, somebody that they spent hours and hours with, you know, smiling and laughing and walking around and having a great time talking to each other, and then all of a sudden you can't contact that person on, on your phone, and it's just like, it really it really is a modern kind of horror right it's a very modern kind of dread uh and i just wish we wouldn't do that as much i wish we would give each other now if somebody's being a fucking psycho and calling every five seconds and it's just like screaming at you and telling you they're going to kill you yeah block them and call the police but if somebody's just trying to flesh out a conversation that hey may not be going your way at this particular junction maybe right now you might have to hear some things that aren't r- really like that pleasant but that doesn't mean that you don't then get to tell the other person something that's not pleasant about them that's how a debate works that's how an argument works that's how people get over things and i think when people just block people and say well i'm done i don't even want to deal with that 
I think it really robs our generation of the maturity of understanding how to get through conflicts. And as a result, we're sort of stuck in this perpetual state of like, okay, this person is no longer giving me the exact kind of satisfaction and pleasure that I need. So fuck them. I'm going to cut them off. I don't need them anymore. Bye. And I think that creates a lot of um, vitriol between the sexes, like men become very bitter towards women and women become very bitter towards men. And it's just not necessary, guys. Like, I, I don't think that we are really like this. I don't think this is who we all, most of us at least, really are. I think uh, social media has made us like this. I think past relationships and trauma has made us like this. And all I want to say uh, in closing is that if you are somebody who has been dealing with this kind of, with the many things that we talked about in this last 30 minutes, um, please, you know, reach out in the email um, on the contact page on www.theendwithadam.com. Talk to me about what's going on with your particular relationship issues. We'll break them down. I think I'm going to do it for the whole month of February. I'm just going to talk relationships and talk about, you know, how everything men do is wrong. And, um, you know, we should uh, basically bend over backwards for women. Um, I should have my phone on uh, all night long on the highest possible loudness so that in case my, uh, you know, significant other happens to text me in the middle of the night or call me, I'm there and I'm ready to answer it. And, you know, I should always have a cup of coffee, like an espresso ready so that I don't sound tired when I talk to her. You know, like these are the things that we all need to be doing, guys. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm just poking fun. This has been another great episode with the end with Adam. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. This was just sort of, I guess, uh, runoff information from yesterday's episode and just kind of a follow-up that I wanted to throw out there. So I guess maybe I'll, I'll put it, uh, what, what should the title of this be? Maybe um, uh, your call was not received. How about that? <laughs>